Hey there, I'm Amanda Soler, founder of SoulfulLiving.com and creator and host of this podcast, Soulful Connections. This podcast offers a way to connect the dots between the lives we're living and the lives we want to live. You'll get to meet or get to know better people in our community who are willing to share what makes their lives meaningful, what brings them joy, and even how they've overcome obstacles that have been thrown their way. So find a cozy spot or keep driving and doing what you're doing, and let's connect. Connection. I've had a wonderful time recording the first season of Soulful Connections. This is the season finale, and you will hear from people who either served as sounding boards for the podcast or were wonderful guests of the podcast. In many instances, they were both of those things. Welcome to the Soulful Connections season finale. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for coming to the season finale of my podcast, Soulful Connections. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go around the virtual room and I'm going to ask people to introduce themselves, maybe tell a little bit about themselves and share something that they've learned in 2021, something that they're taking away from 2021. And you can say something else if you prefer. (laughs) I'm going to just tell you that the reason for this um, whole podcast is kind of like this. If you woke up tomorrow on a little island and you looked around the island and you saw some water and you started to like gather some berries and live on this little island and you're making your way day to day and all of a sudden behind you know a bush when you're foraging you see some other people i would think that you would say hey you guys what what are we doing here what do you think we're here for what's your experience been like Um, why do you think we ended up here? That's kind of in a nutshell, what I intend for this podcast to just kind of say, I don't know, here's what I'm doing. And here's what I'm thinking. What about you? And I think that there are people who are completely content to stick their toes in the water and forage every day and, and not even wonder about that but I'm just not one of those people. (laughs) And that is the story of soulful connections. So I am going to go around the room and just ask you to introduce yourself and maybe just say a little something um, and then talk about maybe what you're taking away from 2021. And I'm going to start with the person I have known the longest (laughs) (laughs) 
And that would be my sister, <laughs> Melinda Buff. And um, and then after Melinda, I'll ask Peter Buff, since they're sitting together. They showed up. To, and oh, by the way, also say where you are, because I think that's kind of cool. Okay. So I'm Melinda. I'm Amanda's older sister. Um, I am, we are in Off Sable Forks, New York, which is half an hour from the Canadian border. Uh, it's snowy here and cold. Um, this is a little nepotism here. Amanda asked me to, to join there. Uh, I'm retired. Um, and kind of this, this year has been a rough year. We moved up here and it's gorgeous. This is this, the, we live on close to 50 acres and top of a mountain. It's everything we've always dreamed of, but we've also experienced a lot of loss, sudden loss of friends. Um, just thinking about it makes me want to cry. Um, and uh, so it's been a rough year. It's been uh, a year of loss and and that, and learning that it's that that it doesn't end, you know. So coming out of next year's going, and I also just broke my wrist, so that didn't help. So going into next year, it's, it'll be learning how to use my right hand again and um, uh, figuring out how I can contribute to society, yet at the same time in the middle of the pandemic, it's very difficult. Prior to uh, the pandemic, I'd been doing volunteer work but it, uh, I don't feel I don't feel comfortable going out um, and doing any volunteer work until it's safe again. So. Peter. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So Brad, it looks outside like what your background is right now. Or <laughs> moving in. Um, yeah. I feel extremely fortunate. I'm retired too. Um, and we're both, Melinda and I are very lucky. Um, but like she said, it's been a horrible year in a lot of ways. We've lost, uh, my best friend died all of a sudden the day he was supposed to come up and visit us um, in September. Um, we have had a lot of friends recently die of cancer or be diagnosed with cancer. It's, it's, a, it's a point in life that I never thought I'd reach in my 20s, 30s, 40s, I really didn't think about death. And now I have lots of people in my, my sphere who are, have died or are going to die and, and know pretty much when they're going to die. Um, and it it's, uh, gives me a different perspective on a lot of things. So it really, really makes me think about what I want to do with the time that I have remaining because we all have an expiration date stamped on our forehead and we don't know when it's gonna happen, but every day is a gift. And I don't wanna squander the time that I have left. And like Melinda, I've done volunteer work in the past. Um, there's a hospice that I would like to work for up here, but you know, right now, all the hospitals in our area are filled with COVID patients. Wow. And yeah, so it's, it's uh, like all of us, we're going through this huge transition that is life altering on so many different levels. So um, 
think going into the future for 2022, I, I would like to continue to develop my understanding of the mind and the body. And I really look forward to interacting with people socially um, as soon as I feel comfortable. Because um, I really miss that. I really miss, I feel like we live in a spaceship. And I think probably people can relate to that. You know, I feel like we're, we're just sort of self-contained and we're riding this thing out. And that, that date when we're able to move forward with our lives, um, you know, is, is constantly being pushed forward. So it's really important to, to move forward with your life, no matter what the circumstances are. But it, it certainly has given me a perspective about what's important to me. Very, very true. I mean, that's at the end of the day, there is really kind of nothing more important than, I guess, valuing each and every moment. Um, I will move on to Linda Poya. Hello, I'm Linda Poya, um, mom of twin girls and son. The girls are 23, which I can't believe. And the boy, as we call him, uh, just turned 18. Um, I have been back to work the last year. So we have a very small office. So there's only four of us. So we've been back to work. My husband, who works for the Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia, as you can imagine, has not been back to work. And they don't foresee that happening uh, anytime in the near future. So um, I think 2021 for me was getting back into... It's very different to work from home versus to work in, you know, actually get up and leave and go to the office and work in the office. So a lot of this year has been readjusting again back to being back at work. Um, I certainly enjoyed sleeping in when I could work from home, which I can't do anymore. But um, I'll, on the other hand, I do kind of enjoy talking to the, you know, two, three other people in my office um, and having kind of those relationships again that I didn't really have. Uh, obviously for well over a year. And I think in 2021, um, I'm just, again, we're sending our son off to college in 20, or I'm sorry, in 2022, we're sending our son off to college uh, and he's the last one to go to college. So um, it's gonna be a lot about readjustment for me, um, redefining maybe a little bit about who I am and uh, what things will be important to me now that the kids are pretty much self-sufficient and going to be on their own. Um, the daughter, some of you met real quick as she helped me fix my thing was Ashley. She's going to be home with me. So I won't be a complete empty nester. She's going for her doctorate. Um, but she's living at home while she does it. So I'll still have, you know, a child here, but as you all can all imagine at 23, she's obviously very self-sufficient. So with the boy finally leaving, I think 2022 for me is gonna be looking forward to kind of figuring out who I am uh, without the kids, uh, what's important to me now, what direction I kind of wanna go in with uh, some of the extra time I'll, I'll have. Thanks, Lynn. And now I'm moving on to Chuck Paul. All right, well, thank you, Amanda. Um, I'm Chuck Hall. Um, I work as an executive coach and uh, team dynamics consultant. Um, I work primarily with uh, small uh, up and coming business executives. Um, 
And I have to tell you, at the end of 2020, um, I was really sick. Um, when I got to the emergency room, the uh, first doctor I saw uh, informed me of just how lucky I was to be alive and functioning, uh, given the, the state of health that I was in. And I, I walked into the emergency room. So I knew I was sick, but I didn't know I was that sick. So um, that kind of set the stage for uh, 2021. Uh, it's been a time of uh, healing and uh, regaining my health. I've come to a uh, much greater appreciation of my health uh, in the past year. And out of this, um, it's a little bit of a cliche, but I feel like uh, it was an opportunity for, uh, for reinvention. And I feel a little bit like uh, you know, a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. Um, I have really done a lot of reflection this year and I have um, kind of redefined or I'm expressing my principles or values uh, in life now in three points. Uh, the first one is learn, the second one is care, and the third one is act. Um, so I'm really aiming to uh, put those into place in the new year. Um, and really live out those principles. Um, I feel like um, a couple of friends of mine told me recently that they are looking so forward to retiring and stopping all work and just kind of relaxing. Um, I feel just the opposite. Because of the work I do, I feel like, like uh, 2022 is going to be like the best year of my life. And I feel really excited about the things I'm going to do. Um, and Peter, when you were talking, um, I know this isn't part of what you asked us to do, Amanda. I'm going to go off script here. Go, please. Uh, but I'm reading a book right now that what you said really resonated with me. Um, it's called Falling Upward, A Spirituality for the Two Halves of Life uh, by Richard Rohr. And mm -hmm. it really talks about you know, the first part of our life, we spend all of our time, you know, we're building and growing and establishing ourselves and having our families and doing all these great things. And then in the second half of life, we kind of settle into living a life of meaning um, and reflection and giving back. Um, and that's really where I feel like I'm at. And, and thank you, Peter, for, for prompting those thoughts uh, with, with what you shared. Thank you. Oh, and Chuck, where are you? Oh, so I am in Atlanta, Georgia. Actually, I'm in Conyers, Georgia, but nobody knows where Conyers is. <laughs> Got it. Well, we're going over to our West Coast person, uh, Roseanne. Hi, everybody. Uh, can you hear me? Yep. Oh, good. Okay, so I'm on Bainbridge Island, which is just a little island outside of Seattle. So when I go to the beach and I look across the water, I see the whole skyline of Seattle. So it's just a little bedroom community right outside of Seattle. Most people work in the city. And if you wanna live in the country, you kind of live out here where we live, surrounded by you know 30 foot trees and evergreens. And it's, it's very beautiful, but it's raining and it rains every day and it'll rain until July 4th. So I personally, for 2022, want to move. I mean, that, that's my whole goal. I mean, it's, it's really pretty here, but I seriously miss my 
best friend of 50 years, Amanda. <laughs> and a lot it's of weird you guys. because I'm only 49, yeah. but go on. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. <laughs> we knew each other before we were born. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, and I, I've known a lot of you guys for a long time. It's really nice to see everybody. I have to say, it makes me really, really happy. Um, but my goal is to try to get back east, closer to my family and my friends and you know, it's it's nice here, and our but our jobs here have been, they've really deteriorated. They've a lot of them have been lost. My husband and I both, due to COVID, we're in the restaurant business, so we just took a huge hit. But, you know, I'm trying to look at that differently in 2021. Like maybe this is the opening that we both needed to 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 move to go where we really want to go. Our our good jobs aren't holding us back anymore because they're kind of gone. But. Um, so listening to like Melinda and Peter, it, it kind of made me think about like transition. I feel like I'm in a transition too. I don't know what's going to happen next or how it's going to go. And there's so many different ways it could go. And, you know, I, I hope, I guess I hope I'm not disappointed ultimately if it doesn't work out, but, you know, it's, it, it makes me a little emotional to think, um, you know, to like for instance, my mother, she's she's 94 and she has Alzheimer's. And I feel like I'm missing the end of her life. And I really want to get back uh, you know, to seeing her because the time is so limited. So I'm very hopeful that we can make a change, but um I'm praying about it. You know, if it's God's will, we end up where we're gonna be. But I hope it's with you all. I hope it's closer to every single one of you. Even you, Chuck, I wouldn't mind being in the South. <laughs> so yeah, that's the goal. Get, kind of get out of the Pacific Northwest and get closer to my people. That's Thank it. You. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Natalie. Right. Hey, everyone. Um, I'm Natalie Napoleon. And Amanda and I met uh, pretty much the day I moved here. I guess it's almost been 13 years ago at the bus stop and our daughters became friends instantly. I remember we turned around, they were holding hands and we're like, okay, well, we'll be friends too. <laughs> well, you were an editor and I was a photographer. So it was just a match made at the bus stop. So, um, so for me, I am also in a transition. Um, my oldest two are in college on a personal, on the personal side, my oldest two are in college. My youngest is a junior in high school. So, you know, pretty soon she'll be in college. I'm sure I'll blink my eyes and she'll be going to college. So, like a lot of emotion has been coming up around that, which I never expected to feel. Uh, so it's interesting. It's it's really trying to figure out who I want to be. Like you said, Linda, without them, who am I? You know, if I'm not a mom with three kids trailing behind, who am I? So, and it, it, that also feeds into my business life where I was a, I, I am a photographer, I am a photographer, but I was more um, in the service industry and now I'm transitioning my business uh, into the educational world. So um, I'm looking to become known as, um, as an educator. And so that's an interesting transition too, because it's like starting business all over again from scratch. So it's figuring out who I am as a, a person and who I am as a parent and who I am as um, 
a, a business owner. So for me, what I learned this year was that the person that I have been in the past that got me to where I am today is not the same person that's going to get me through these next steps in my life. So I have to figure out who she is. And I really want in 2022, want to step into my power and really take ownership of my essence and my whole purpose for being here and make sure that every moment of, of the day is valuable. And that doesn't necessarily mean packing it full of activities. It can just be to sit still and meditate on what's happening, but um, to feel like you know, Peter, at the end that I did everything I wanted to do and did everything um, to the best of my abilities. So that when I look back or when somebody else looks back on what I did, they can say, sure, she was, she was true to herself the entire time. And, and she always put her best foot forward whenever she possibly could or when she knew how to. So, so that's my story. That's great. So I'm moving on to Chuck Pressler. And Chuck, you, oh, there you go. Yeah, sorry, the dogs were barking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dog started out this <clears throat> podcast barking, so she's upstairs now, <laughs> trapped. Well, hello. So, yeah, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure, sure. Um, I'm Chuck Pressler. Um, the executive director for Central Bucks EMS. That's uh, my day job. Uh, where do I start? Well, I got a lot of hobbies. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't know start. Where to start. You know what? I'll tell you where to start. Start with <laughs> the fact that you are sitting in. Sorry. Farm. That's okay. He loves his dogs. They're joining in the podcast. And then kind of talk about, talk about, I know what to say. Chuck Here's has a that. lot of hobbies. He's an actor. He's a beekeeper. But Chuck, talk about this one thing that when you were on the podcast, this didn't make it in the podcast. You told me about this after the podcast. So Chuck is a beekeeper. And he makes honey, and he also has a nonprofit called, um, is it Honey Bees for Heroes? Yes. Okay. But because beekeeping is such a very peaceful endeavor, and Chuck, you were telling me, you were saying, Amanda, you have to suit up because when you stick your head in a beehive, this happens. Can you share what that is? Sure. Um, it's, it's easier to experience than to explain, but imagine the essence of mother earth, I guess that's the easiest way to put it. And honeybees gather obviously pollen, nectar from all kinds of plant creatures, trees, pine trees. People don't realize that pine trees are important to honeybees, but so they gather all this product material and whether making wax, nectar for honey, uh, propolis to seal their hives, 
that it leaves an uh, an essence inside a hive that when you open it, especially on a nice sunny warm day during the summer, um, it's hard to explain. But if you stick your face in there, the the essence is euphoric. And the first time I experienced that, I knew others had to. It's it's hard to explain. It's um, it's enough that in my research, because I want to understand it more, what what is this that I'm experiencing? And I found old country, um, Europe, Russia, those areas, Germany, where they had created actually um, buildings that the their beehives would be in. And some of them have um, vents that come off of their hives and into smaller buildings. And you can actually lay in there and meditate or just relax and just smell the smells, breathe the air. And it's said that it, give, it has healing power. Uh, it's hard to explain. No, I think that I honestly think you did a beautiful job of explaining it. And I feel like anybody here, I know I feel like sticking my head into a into a <laughs> hive and I'm allergic to bees. <laughs> so yeah. And then um one other thing I just wanted to bring up with you, Chuck, is that we talked about your acting and what that means to you. And if I were to hazard a guess, I use hazard because, you know, he's the head of emergency services. I like to use words like that when I'm talking to Chuck. <laughs> um, if, but I would, I would say that you want to do more acting. You I, know? I, matter of fact, I just did a shoot yesterday. So that was an experience. Did but, you really? Yeah. What was the shoot? I was a Confederate soldier. Nice. So I'll, How I'll, interesting. Yeah, that was different for me. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I would like to explore acting further. Absolutely. Uh, maybe a little more in depth. Well, if I you want to, if you want to see Chuck acting, you can check out the film fest website. We have one of, uh, Chuck, uh, was one of our, uh, Hunters. actors at our, one of our film fest a couple of years ago. The film so, of Hunters, yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was good. Hunters, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Hunters, yeah. Hunters, you were in Hunters. If I can figure out us. how to do it, everybody, I'll put a link somewhere <laughs> that people can access this. Um, so, so that brings us to Brad Sanders. And when you say our, you know, who to whom are you referring? <laughs> do you want to introduce yourself and then talk a little bit about well, if you don't know, if you don't know me, I mean, everybody should probably know me by now. Um, how long do I have, Amanda? Do I have like at least an hour? You have thirty seconds. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I do want to first off say that how uh, proud I am that Amanda did all has put all this together. I mean, it's an amazing thing that Aww. you know. It's you know very very awesome that you started this Amanda and doing all this uh and doing the podcast and getting out there and doing this and bringing everybody together I hope I am in the next conversation for next year too and every year so thank uh, you yeah um, well, well Brad had to hear my 
for years, I talk about this or some variation of this. So he's been hearing me kind of talk about something like this for a while. So it's, thank you. I look at being creative and I, I, I agree with that. I, I mean, I've known Amanda for, you know, um, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 years or whatever. Um, so since I was born. Since you were born, yes. I'm still trying to get the best friend um, status, but you know, that's been taken. So, um, you know, uh, it's really, really tough to get in, break into that. So, um, yeah, it ain't happening, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I figure I'm so much closer that I can just jump in anytime, but I can't. Um, oh. It's impossible. So, but um, yeah, I, I, my name is Brad Sanders. I work for the, I work at the uh, Central Bucks Chamber. Um, backgrounds, graphic design. Um, and, uh, you know, I kind of had a kind of sneak preview of what Amanda was going to talk about tonight. Um, and I'm just excited about being here. Um, and uh, I had some, you know, 2022 is going to be a little crazy for us, a little different, um, uh, you know, talking a little bit about what um, Peter was mentioning about, you know, life and, pe and people, what's happening to people. I mean, my mother-in-law was diagnosed with, with um, cancer this year. And um, so that's a, been a big hurdle for us um, as a family. Um, and you know something you know to uh to really i had a i met i visited her last night and she was uh you know i had a great conversation with her it was just me and her and we were just chatting you know i i am her favorite son-in-law so um i am her only son-in-law but you know it's still still up there um but we had a great conversation um and you know it's just it's tough it's tough on the family but um and then, you know, tonight I was, I went over to visit my brothers at, her, at, at my brother's house and we just kind of sat in the garage and had a couple beers and, you know, it was just a nice thing to just kind of not worry about things. And um, it was just two different things in my life, you know, where I don't have to worry about anything. We just talk and not worry about anything. And then the other side is, you know, reality of life, you know, and, um, I'm looking forward to 2022, um, but at the same time, it's I think it's going to be a tough year, um, and uh, I, with uh, the podcast, I I just really enjoyed being involved with it, and Amanda drawing out those questions that uh, and those answers for me from her questions that um, that I didn't think about, you know, and I just uh, I. I think it was probably her highest rated podcast that she listened that everybody listened to. So I don't know, but, um, but I, I really had a good time with it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's great to see, you know, Amanda and I work every day together and it's great to see this kind of um, this podcast developing into something really, really uh, special and really cool. I think it, as as it goes on, I think it's going to get better and better. Um, and, and I enjoy being here and hearing, hearing everybody's stories and questions. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful for being a part of it. So I appreciate that. 
Thanks, Brad. Thanks for those really kind words. And also, I think as you look toward 2022 and how it is going to be a challenging year, I think it points out to the one, the, the word that I kind of didn't talk about, which is connections. And I think it's our tribes who help us through that and our people, I mean, um, who, who we love and who we support on, uh, you know, who, who support us, that help us and help us find meaning in those, in those challenging times. Um, Roseanne and I talk a lot about how we don't always have to have the happiest lives because life is not happy all of the time, but we do want to live lives of meaning. Um, that's, that's really important. So sometimes in those really challenging years, you know, you just can search for meaning. And I also want to say, you know how Chuck's trying to keep his dogs quiet. <laughs> I'm working hard to keep my husband quiet <laughs> in the background. <laughs> so, you know, if you see any like little eye movements, that's, that's our signals. Like, you know, what was that? I don't know why he's not sitting next to you and doing a, a conversation with us. Yeah, bring, know, Victor, he, bring Victor over. Yeah, just this for a is minute. not his cup of tea. <laughs> Tell him think I said of, hi. Bring him in. <laughs> I think of me as Dolly Parton and think of him <clears throat> as that Carl guy who's her husband who you never really see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so now, now we're moving on. Could I add something to that? what was that could i add something to that oh please do um me and uh chuck hall have talked behind the scenes before but and i hear starting to hear people talk about their you know experiences this year and hopes for the next um i don't know that i'm that great at, at advice but on whether it's fortunate or unfortunate, my career has exposed me to so much in my life. And I think I learned a lot and gained a lot of knowledge in the meaning of life. And I think I had an advantage at a younger age. So I guess all I want to say is just um, as people are experiencing to, to change the, how they look at their life in the future, but don't, I guess I just, the best words is just use it to learn from. Don't allow it to dismantle you or slow you down. Never allow that because it's days are short, life is shorter. And as long as we have moments like this in our lives, like Amanda has brought us together for tonight or, you know, our family, our friends, people we meet tomorrow, the people that we love that we don't see after yesterday. Don't let that change who you are or how we move forward. That's all. Because it's, it's important. It's very important. That's all. Sorry to interrupt. Thank you, Chuck. You should be sorry, Chuck. That was ridiculous. <laughs> that was beautiful, Chuck. Thank you. Really beautiful. Really encouraging. Yeah. That's powerful. And that's you know, and nobody's interrupting, by the way, say whatever you want, whenever, whenever you want. Um, I appreciate it. So now we're are moving on to Joanna Hadaraska. Joanna, 
if you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe something you're taking away from 2021. I can't even pick one. That's that's part of the challenge. Yeah. Um, so I am Joanna Hadaraska. I am a holistic nutritionist and um, I basically help people get out of pain. That's really my whole thing. And it could be emotional pain, physical pain, spiritual pain, probably mental pain too. And my goal is to really help more people experience joy. And that's been my challenge for this year too, is to um, experience the joy in the moment. And really, even though I've had, I think like everybody, I've had my ups and downs. There's times where I've been wondering like, what the hell is my purpose? Am I even on, on my God's given purpose? And um, and I feel like the, the, the last few months have really been trying for me in that regard. And I've basically make it too complicated for myself. So it's really, really connecting to that, the, the God-given gifts that I was given and, and just ask for the guidance of what is it that I need to do next. And I've done a fabulous job with what I need to do next with my physical body. And I've got arthritis in my, in my right hip, which I have already have had a hip replacement in my left hip almost eight years ago. And this time I'm like, I'm not getting a hip replacement because the body can heal. And I haven't figured out the natural, the, the magic formula yet, but you know, the anti-inflammatory diet is part of it. Getting rid of the emotional um, experiences from, from childhood is another part. Um, I wanted to tell you that one of the things that I wanted people to do is to make peace with chocolate because that's what I was telling um, Amanda, like a day without chocolate is really a, a bad day. Um, but in a way, I really do want people to make peace with chocolate, but it's really about making peace with their body, making peace with their childhood experiences um, and making peace with their life so that they can actually uh, experience the joy in the, in the present moment and not let all that other stuff get in the way. And a lot of that has been what I've been working on on a personal level, even with my, with my hip. And even though I was diagnosed a year ago with you need a hip replacement, I kind of said, yeah, no, I think I'm going to go a different way and I'm going to figure out how to heal this hip. And it's still got a ways to go, but um, I'm walking better, moving better, and I'm on the upswing of, um, of recovery rather than what everybody else gets is, which is down, 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 down. And I've already been to the down and coming back up. So I want to help other people in their downs to come back up and give them more than just hope. So there you go. That's my, that's my nugget. That's a pretty good nugget. Thank you, Joanna. Yeah. Make peace with chocolate. (laughs) Make peace with chocolate. And, and yeah, I, I mean, I think we attach shame to so many things. We just do as human beings, we're always shame is like a part of us. So that's it's what even we're taught. Simple. Yeah. That's what we're taught. And those are the experiences we have. And it's like, okay, let me reframe that experience for you. And that's why I do a lot of the energy work because that energy gets stuck in your body. And then that's what creates, you know, disease states. So yeah. we call them dis-ease states, mm. not disease. Thank you. Oh, and, and I got to tell you, I'm in North Wales. So I'm in, I'm in uh, what, six miles from Doylestown. So six miles okay, from that's half perfect. <laughs> I'm in Doylestown. <laughs> yeah, so like six miles from half of you. And Lorraine, who I'm about to introduce, I don't even understand this, Lorraine, because they say you're Lansdale, but it doesn't feel like Lansdale to me because I went to Lansdale Catholic <laughs> High School <laughs> and that felt so far and you feel like Shalfon, but it's really technically Montgomeryville. 
Oh, you know what? So Lorraine, you and I are neighbors because oh. I'm in North Wales, right on the south side of um, Upper State, three three blocks in from County Line Road. I don't tell me you live. Yeah, you're in Montgomery. Don't even like, say your address. I feel like that would be bad. No, that would be bad. But I'd say, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very been, close to where you are. I have a very popular podcast, Joanna. Everybody <laughs> from everywhere is listening. <laughs> We're probably We're like neighbors. We're in almost Delphine. You probably are neighbors. We Lorraine, can you, can you introduce? And by the way, Lorraine... Chuck being head of EMS, this is not, um, <laughs> I just have to say, Lorraine was years ago, I don't remember how long, Lorraine, do you know like how long? Thir over 30 years. Over 30 years ago, Lorraine was in a horrible car accident. It was really, really bad. And it took like, I remember 40 minutes, but maybe I made that up to get her out of her car and medevaced to Hahnemann. And look, here she is. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> so Lorraine, can you introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Lorraine Kilcheski. I live in Montgomeryville, Pennsylvania. Um, I work at Dawson Hospital in registration. I wanted to be a nurse, but then the car accident kind of changed um, what I could physically do. So. Um, figure working at the hospital is good because I like the patients. You know, I do registration at the Women's Diagnostic Center. Now, for the last five years, I worked in the emergency department for, gosh, like 12 years, I think, before that. Um, three kids, all of whom are now out of the house. Um, my youngest one just left um, this past fall out for University of Pittsburgh. So my baby went the farthest. Um, so I'm kind of adjusting to that. COVID was just kind of strange because, or like the past year, I worked through the whole thing, of course. You know, we didn't, we were open, not for screenings, but for diagnostic testing the whole time. And um, so this whole Zoom thing is new to me because I was in person all the time. Um, kind of strange because at times the hospital was full upstairs in the rooms, but my department and the main lobby and everywhere else, it was kind of dead. Um, so that was, but my next year's goals are to kind of be taking care of myself. Because as Amanda mentioned, um, you know, I've had lots of surgery right now. I'm in physical therapy twice a week for my back, which is related to all that. Um, but all, when you're a parent, you kind of have to focus on your kids. Like, what do they need? What are they going to need <laughs> planning ahead? So moving forward, like still worried about my kids, but I feel like it, it can be my time now to maybe take better care of myself and to, um, I tend to be a hermit, you know, cause I'm tired. I don't feel good, whatever. Um, but I want to kind of come out of that too and do more because after being, you know, where you had to stay in because of the pandemic, like socially, you know, it's going to work with socially stayed in. Um, now I want to do that more, you know, see my friends more, um, just live more of a life, I guess, which sounds kind of strange, but that's how I feel. That's great. So that is so wonderful. I'm just sitting here feeling thankful. Melinda and Peter, do you have any, it's been so long since you talked, <laughs> do you want to add anything? 
<laughs> what do you think? Given the opportunity to talk, I will always take it. <laughs> Unfortunately for Melinda. Um, yeah, I just, what I'm hearing from everybody is, is very, resonates with me, certainly. Um, it's just been a really rough time the past couple of years for all of us. And mm -hmm. um, I, I keep coming back to this notion of um, not fighting what is coming at me. And mm. the more I can absorb it and accept it and probe it deeply, deeply probe it, drill down into it, um, the better off I am. And I, I, I really, I'm happy that I've come to a point where I can do that. When I was younger, I felt like I just ran from things or I denied them um, uh, or, I, you know, or I medicated them. And now I, I really feel that it's just so important um, because we all have a finite period of time to, to dig deeply into everything and, and just live your life the best, you know, for whatever that means to you, but, but to realize that it, it's precious and it's fleeting is, uh, you know, that's, 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 that's the truth for me. And, and that's what I want to continue to delve into. Wonderful. Well, thank you all so much. Does anybody, Chuck, did you have something to say? Yeah, so Amanda, I'd like to hear you answer the same questions that you've asked us to answer. The uh, what was the question? Idea. <laughs> um, well, I always have an answer because, you know, I'm obsessively thinking about these things as my friends know all of the time. And what I learned, you know, for me for 2020, this whole pandemic was, it came with huge amounts of challenges but it also came with something I hadn't done maybe ever, or at least not in a long time. And that is I paused. I had a minute. I had a minute where I wasn't taking kids everywhere. I wasn't at an event. I wasn't producing a magazine. I wasn't doing all of the things that keep me like this churning. And so all of the things I had kind of talked about for many, many years, I was able to, to do. So what I learned from 2021 is two things. I learned to say yes. So I had said no a lot. And I said no a lot because I'm a mom too, and I have a family and I have a full life. So I had enough on my plate. And when people would say, do you want to do this? I would say no. <laughs> Even if it was coffee, no, the answer was no because I couldn't fit it in. I had complete structure around my life. So when this happened, I said, yes. And the other thing I learned is something that Natalie has told, has taught me and told me, and Natalie, you probably know what it is. Cause I say it all the time, but Natalie says, do it poorly rather than not doing it. And so, you know, I made this website on my own and it was very rudimentary. And I still said, Hey, you guys, here's my website. And I put it out there for people to see. 
and I did a podcast and I didn't fully know what I was doing. I started with Natalie and we just hit record and I was like, all right. So that's what I learned from 2021 to do it poorly rather than just not doing it to, to take risks and to take chances. And then what I hope for myself and for everybody um, that I love in 2022 is that we will continue to expose our vulnerabilities in order to make our lives the best we can make them. I, I honestly think if you're feeling comfortable, you're probably not making the most out of life. And I think that there's power in discomfort. I don't think you have to live there. I think you can take a break, <laughs> but I like to make myself uncomfortable. Um, and so that, so for 2022, I'm just going to keep trying to push the envelope, but I'm also going to try to get better at the things that I'm doing. Cause I have been very rudimentary. So that's, that's my story for now. Thank I think, you. Uh, I think you'll have plenty of opportunities to experience discomfort in the coming year. Yeah. And you, know, you, you come back to the, the old dictum of perfection is the enemy of the good. And that is, you know, we all have to think about that. In, in we do. To... And, you know, I know from having, you guys know my daughter, Clara, probably listening, but she was very close to death for a lot of years. And it was, um, you know, when we were, we lived in intensive care for half of a year. And that was actually our little home, as most of the people who know me know. And so when I got home, I was still on a um, 24 hour, she had to be medicated every two hours, blah, 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 oxygen, the whole nine yards. So I of course came home and read like Victor Frankl's like man search for meaning. Cause I was like, what is, what's this? What is, what am I going through? And really, I just feel like two things I learned from that. And one is we are alive and we're all like here together talking life is good that's how I look at it and it, it sounds corny probably but that's really how I feel if we're alive and I learned that from from Clara because the minute they might say she can't make it to the end of the week but I was like but she's alive now hmm. that's the bottom line I'm drinking this nice drink I have my house and keeping my husband quiet in the living room. <laughs> oh, shoot, he talked. <laughs> so I just feel like just finding that little minute of joy for me is what really makes life magnificent, you know. I have one other thing to, to add on with your, um, about being alone or, you know, being connected. And that was, that was one thing that I learned too, that I've, I learned from childhood that I had to do it all by myself, even though I have, you know, family with loving parents and, you know, three sisters, I still had to do it. I still had to do everything on my own. And the reality is I don't. And that That's was a true. big lesson literally like a month and a half ago. And I've been trying to do it on my own. And I'm like, no, I have people to talk to. Why am I trying to figure this out myself? So it's that connection and, and, um, knowing that I have other people to talk to, I don't have to figure it out on my own. I don't have to just read a book on my own. I don't have to do anything on my own. I could just reach out and make that connection and be out of my whatever perceived misery I thought I was in. 
Because <laughs> somebody yep. else is going to point out the joy for me, right? Because I can't see it. That is a really powerful statement, Joanna, because I know whenever I'm in crisis, I connect with somebody. You guys are all those people. So you guys know firsthand <laughs> that I do that. And, you know, I, I think that we have a sense of pride sometimes about presenting this perfect exterior or life and we're all just humans going through it and I, I probably have an easier time asking for help because I'm the baby as my sister up there knows <laughs> I have a twin sister so they're you know being crowded out a lot <laughs> I ask for help before I even try to do it myself yeah, when I, I asked for help in my family problem. I got criticism so I had to work through that one for a long time <laughs> yeah so Amanda, I want to interject with something and I will uh, regret not saying this if I don't say it. So this may be an unfair challenge, but I would like to challenge you to consider launching an additional podcast in 2022. Okay. And there's a reason for that. Every person here is so interesting I feel like I want to ask all of you questions about things that you said during this. And so I have this idea in my head that you should create a second podcast called Amanda and Friends, where you don't have to carry the burden of the conversation, but you bring together friends who ask each other questions and talk about interesting things. So I like that. Uh, because everybody here is really interesting, and I'm sure in the year ahead, you're going to bring even more interesting people together. So I love are you that suggesting idea. it as a one-on-one -on -one or with a bunch of friends? Like, you know, we've got six of- uh, No, like, like, yeah, like a bunch of friends um, to have a free flowing conversation. I mean, I think it would be better than The View. And Amanda, you're already the Oprah of Doylestown. So <laughs> That's not? my dream. That's my dream. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We can. We have a green screen. We can get set up a nice little set. You know, we got a couch. You know, we can have Amanda on her own chair with the cue cards and everything. I love it. I think that's great. I I actually do love the thought of that tagging that on because I do agree. As I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, I'm so thankful. Like, and I do have to say. I know amazing people. <laughs> I am so happy about that. And can I say also, before we finish to each one of you, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you indulging me and not, you know, I do come up with some, like, I want to do this. And I would totally expect people to say, you know, that's, that's ludicrous, but I'm, I'm in this zoom room with people who our game, you know, or who are up for it. And I so, so appreciate that. I appreciate each one of you. And I thank you. Um, thank you. Thank right, you. Thanks goes to you for bringing us all together. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you, everybody. I think we'll end it now unless I'm missing something. If I am, raise both hands, except for Melinda. She only has to raise one. <laughs> <laughs> We need, just need to, we just need one big hug, a group okay. hug. Yeah. That's all we need. One group hug. Sounds great. Great meeting, everyone. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. everybody. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Good night.
One special person who is an integral part of every single podcast could not attend the Amanda and Friends season finale, and that is Bill Aronson, who does write, produce, and sing the Soulful Connections theme song. So he wanted to share a little message of his own. Hey, Amanda. Hey, everybody. Uh, Sorry I can't be at the Zoom meeting tonight, but I'm leaving my home studio here for another studio over in Jersey. However, I want to uh, say congratulations to you, Amanda, on your first successful season of your podcast. I knew you could do it, and uh, I can't wait to become more involved in the second season. So uh, have a good night, everybody. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening. Thank you to all who make this podcast possible, from you, the listeners, to my wonderful guests, to my family and friends who listen and guide me, and a special shout out to my best friend and advisor, Roseanne Griffiths. I also want to thank Bill Aronson, who wrote, produced, and performs the Soulful Connections theme song. Finally, I really appreciate that you're listening, and I want to hear from you. Please send thoughts, comments, questions you would like answers to, to me at soulfullife at gmail.com. That's S-O-L-L-I-F-E at gmail.com.